You will sleep better than you have ever slept. You've never been this relaxed. Are you ready to change your life? I'm Rusty Diamond, certified hypnotist. You don't need to leave your house. You can stay in your bed. You can stay in your favorite chair. You just need a computer or your phone. You can get a hold of me. Stay at home. I'll make your life better. Hypnosis is great.com. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Hello, Miss Rusty. What is up, everyone? It is mm, World Hypnotist, World Hypnosis Day, World Hypnotism Day, World Hypnotist Day. I don't remember. You guys celebrate fucking hypnosis is what it is today. And so, since it is, and since I was just reminded that it is... That's why my special guest is who he is. And welcome to the podcast, the public access podcast here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. The RDPN. RDPN. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. So, um, yeah, not only is it world hypnosis, I need to figure out what it is exactly he said that it was world hypnosis day, but, uh, it's, yeah, also, um, I don't know. Also, I don't know, Wrestle Kingdom was on just a little bit ago. I'm going to go watch that after this is done, but that's not what it's about. This isn't about wrestling. That's a different podcast. So I'm bringing my special guest right here, right now. And my special guest right here, right now, is back again. And my special guest is Jonathan Royal. There he is. How you doing? I'm good, thank Trusty. How are you? Uh, pretty great. I, I like your your shirt. Uh, that's uh, it's a good shirt. Goes. I have well to be wearing them. I got several at Christmas from my daughter, so it's like you know. Well, I like I like them anyway, but. It's nice that I'll be able to show her this when it goes out later today and go, look, where are all the T-shirts she got me for Christmas? Absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, why not? That's what it's for. It's a video podcast, so you can wear whatever you want. And, uh, you know, it's it's how it goes. It's, you got to, I mean, your shirt is what it is, uh, what, what it is and what it gets to be for whatever today. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, what do I have on my... Uh, I have all my cartoon stuff too, uh, so got South well, Park stuff. So you, you know, some you some do. people look at it and go, "Adults wearing cartoony tops," so that's childish. But you know what? Fuck them. Excuse the language. The, 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 right. One of the biggest problems that adults, and I use the term loosely, have 
is the fact that they repress and suppress their I know I'm talking I'm talking metaphorically here. I'm not saying it's like alien the film, there's some living being inside you that's trying to break out. But th- that part of you that is still a child at heart, we all are, but society conditions us that we've got to be grown up and do the adult things when we get to a certain age. And of course you've got to in certain contexts do that. But it doesn't mean that you've got to draw a line under everything. Be playful, enjoy life, have fun, you know? Right, and there's no reason not to. And there's no, who's going to say you can't? What adult? You're an adult too. So, you know, who's what adult is going to say, hey, you can't do that? They can say it all they want, but it doesn't mean a damn thing. It's still going to unless, unless the person hearing it allows it to mean something to them and sadly that will tend to be somebody and this is quite relevant because today as we do this it's world hypnotism day the 4th of january 2024 20 years since it started and it's the yearly day that um it's supposed to promote how hypnosis can help you improve your life but forget the word hypnosis for a minute it's it's all about ultimately state of mind and if you're walking around scarred metaphorically psychologically emotionally spiritually or whatever on any level from one or multiple things that have happened during your life that you've not dealt with and you may not even be consciously aware of it um because at the time each individual thing might not have seen that much of a deal that it just kind of consciously you forgot about it but it went into the filing cabinet of your mind but over the years those little bits of negativity built up and they can be all there together, building together towards having a negative impact on your self-confidence or your self-image or your self-esteem or your self-love, you know, the, your self-identity ultimately. And if there is an imbalance there, if somebody then goes, what are you doing wearing that? Sh- that's a childish T-shirt. Rather than just letting it bounce off your back like, well, they're entitled to their opinion and feeling sorry for that person for clearly also repressing or suppressing the childlike innocence that's still somewhere within us all, it can, for some people who've not dealt with their shit from the past, it can it can make them feel bad because it touches on things that probably did happen when they were younger that they don't want to, although they're not necessarily consciously aware of it, but there's some warning sign going, on the one hand, there's part of the brain going, this shit, if you doubt with it, you'll be able to move on. But then isn't like the devil on the shoulder going, don't come near this. It's painful. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, it, it, if there are people who, who think, you know what, if someone said that to me, I'd feel hurt. Then it's probably a signpost that you've got stuff that you could do with dealing with so that so that you can kind of be more psychologically, emotionally, spiritually free, as it were. Right. And I mean, how much of that is happening right now uh, with it? Just I don't like I talk about this a lot with I mean, anything with this. I mean, so much of the stuff that's been, you know, repressed in some way is going to come up eventually. And whether you whether it takes an act of something, you know, paralyzing you, crippling you with some sort of emotional response to be like, oh, this is something I need to work on. This is something like, if it happens again, I want to be more 
prepared. I, you know, like the, you know, expecting other people to tippy toe around something that they have no clue that you're going through is near impossible to be able to mm. expect or, you know, set up, even if you're in a quote unquote safe space or something to that effect. I mean, the stuff's still going to come at you somehow. And, you know, like, I don't know. There's so much. I wish I would have learned anything about this at a younger age. And it's something that just wasn't, at least where I grew up, I mean, wasn't a thing. It was, you know, just don't, yeah, don't, unfortunately, don't yeah, unfortunately, they don't. The, 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 the things that you would think, and, 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 I don't want to get all conspiracy theorist sounding, but, you know, if the powers that be that run the world really wanted the best for people, then why the heck don't they teach them through what they brand and market as the education system? Things from an early age like budgeting, accounting, looking after your money, investing it, um, being self-sufficient, being able to grow your own veg if you wanted to. Um Life's proper, proper, proper life skills, including, of course, how to reprogram and manage your personal laptop computer, your brain. Um, but they don't um, in the main. And you've got to ask yourself on some level, why not? Is it because by people ending up in a state where there are imbalances Emotional imbalances, spiritual imbalances, psychological imbalances, where they're walking around with metaphorically shit on their shoulders, self-blame, shame, guilt and regret because, um, you know, their unconscious mind is still viewing things like a child would at the time who didn't have a full understanding of the world. And yet that's weighing them down. But now they're adults, but it's still weighing them down because it's not been resolved. It's still negatively impacting them. This makes them easier to manipulate from the people who know how we are programmed, so to speak, and how we react and stuff, which sure as hell your governments and such like do know. I mean, bloody hell. I know there's people that will be going, this all sounds a bit conspiracy fact, but in brief, there is documented fact that anyone can go and find for themselves that uh, in the 40s after the war, that the American government set up a project, well, various projects, but the first one that will take you down the rabbit hole is MK Ultra, Mind Control Ultra. And this was about using trauma-based mind control to control people, to manipulate them. And this is no conspiracy. They did it. And, that, and, that, and, and apparently this map. apparently it was supposed to be about finding ways to help people who suffered from shell shock as it was called then uh it's now called post-traumatic stress disorder but you know after the war people suffer traumas but obviously whenever they do anything even if it does have a positive intent in the process of finding the way of helping people with shell shock or ptsd trauma related um things they obviously find out the flip side because they experiment with everything so as a consequence they find the best ways of getting people into that frozen fight flight freeze shite form um pain negativity state of trauma as well 
and the most subtlest ways that are almost invisible to the observer and not surprisingly then they start to use them uh to influence and control the mass populace that was one one thing you can go and research yourself because i don't i don't want to you know have people going so don't take my word for it go and look there was another thing in the um Another one, they had Operation Mockingbird. So by the CIA, which was to infiltrate with what they call actors, but people um, that they were in control of, the CIA, um, people into the media. Uh, so they would end up being newsreaders or journalists in papers and whatnot. Now, the official storyline is that this was dissolved and ended in the 70s. OK, that's the official storyline. But if you were going to step something like that up to the next level and make it worldwide, wouldn't you say you dissolved it to remove all attention? I mean, that's just my opinion. Some people would say it did end then. Well, if you go digging and look, you see that it's odd, isn't it? That, well, it's not that odd when, when you consider it, but that of the world's mainstream, or some call it now lamestream media, the legacy media, whether it's television stations, radio stations, or now online platforms or print things, 95% of them, the other 5% is kind of citizen journal, journalism, um, like what's happening here. 95% of them are owned by like four or five multi-billionaires. Right. Thousands, tens, hundreds of thousands of news channels, online, offline, are owned by just four or five rich billionaires and they own ones that apparently have you know each of those will own outlets that appear to have this political output and state of mind and yet they also own ones with conflicting views what's that about oh could it be because part of the sole objective of the media is to cause a state of disorientation and confusion in the mass populace, a state of division where people disagree with each other and argue. So by stoking the fires, that person thinking that way is wrong. No, that person's wrong. So that it conditions the populace to disagree with each other. And while they're focused on that rather than focused on helping each other and, um, you know, treating each other the way they'd like to be treated themselves and focusing on love rather than hate or uh, calmness and resolution rather than conflict and division. The people are then blind to what's going on above them and the fact that the powers that be, you know, the media will break this news story that looks scandalous. Well, everyone buys into it, arguing one side or the other, it's good, it's bad or whatever. But invariably, when these big scandals hit the media, have a look what's happening in the um, in England, the Houses of Parliament or the House of Lords, or in America in the Senate and stuff. What new laws are being passed? What amendments are being made that do, either don't get reported on at all, or if they do get reported on in the media, it's a tiny little bit near the back of the paper while they've got some sensational scandal near the front to distract you from what's really going on. And then with that big scandal and everyone fighting against each other, you get into that, uh, you know, you get the mass of the population into this fight or flight mode when you, and, and when you're in that, you can't take in any new information. Like you can't, you can't process things on a level where you're able to think about, you know, uh, 
why why any of this is happening or like what mm. you know able to work into it and you just you just take it in you, there's no filter of you know uh i can't think of the word right now um well when you're in, when you're in that fight flight freeze or shite or form the 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 um sympathetic nervous system if you're trapped in that um pain area disorientation confusion all different labels for the same thing then you are reacting a, 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 a sort of caveman instinctive and also a highly emotionally heightened level as opposed to when you're calm and relaxed um and are uh, firmly in the relaxation response of the parasympathetic and nervous system which means you can critically analytically and rationally analyze things well the more that you're in that fight flight freeze disorientated confused being hit with psychological trauma that's why in the media there's a saying if it bleeds it leads which basically means the more horrific or tragic or psychologically uh in um triggering a story is the more likely it's going to be on the front page or the more pages are going to be taken on it that's actually what the media do they don't focus on giving you good news um it's bad news that sells papers because it captures the imagination um and that's why people get trapped into these things like we said before you know where they may not take the little signals in their life and take the time to help themselves and get over the shit from the past to let go of that self-blame, shame, guilt, regret and all the baggage they're carrying around, fear, frustration, failure, anger, anguish, anxiety, resentment, regret and remorse and a whole bunch of other things. It's because the powers that be through the media, through the way life and society is conditioned, are making things so that they're in as much as possible, that fight, flight, freeze, shite, form, um, stress state of the sympathetic nervous system. Because they realise, and they realise through studies like trauma-based mind control, mind control ultra and whatnot, that when somebody is in the relaxation response, calm state of balance of the um, parasympathetic nervous system um that they can see things rationally and calmly and critically that it becomes much harder to deceive them because they can see a bigger picture of what's going on whereas when the more they are pushed into the imbalanced um sympathetic nervous system stress uh response the more likely it is that the person i mean we all do it even a calm response we can't take everything in in the world at once there are things we're taking so much but consciously some of it we're taking others it just goes in 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 in. but the more we are under stress the more larger percentage of what we're taking will either be deleted completely distorted or generalized to things we've that have gone before um but by virtue therefore misunderstood and misinterpreted and so what happens with i mean how does someone even recognize that this is happening or or, you know how 
That's the thing, you know, generally speaking, it is almost invisible. Other than deep down, if you make a, a conscious effort, to say, rather than instinctively responding to things like you've maybe been conditioned to throughout your life, you start, it's difficult at first, till you get so used to doing it through forcing yourself that it then becomes a habit, a positive habit, to just go, hang on, before I respond, I'll let this bother me, or, or give an answer. Nice deep breath in, hold it for a few seconds, and out through the mouth, in through the nose, hold it, and then out through the mouth, and a third time, which is kind of the breathing equivalent of that old saying, bite your tongue and think before you answer, except with breathing, in the manner I've just said, it helps to oxygenate your bloodstream, which helps move you from fight, flight, freeze, and shite, high alert state closer to being in the relaxation response so you can be more critical uh in a positive fashion and analytical and see the bigger picture more calmly and when you're just just doing that alone it's not going to be uh, you know i'm not claiming miracles but just doing even that simple thing alone you'll start to see more and the more you do it the more you'll become more aware of what you'd been blind to before. And the more you'll start to trust yourself and you'll realise that in the past there have been like a gut instinct feeling that something wasn't quite right, but you didn't give your time, self time to step back, look and analyse. You just went forward with it because you were being told by the so-called authority figures it was the right thing to do. Well, unfortunately, not all authority figures have your or my best interest at heart. There can be hidden agendas. So you, you you have to start to, you know, well, yeah, step and back even, a bit. Even the part, part with uh, telling someone to calm down or take a breath, the society has been conditioned to think that when someone says that it's it's to lash out in, in a response to that, like, don't tell me to calm down. Don't tell me mm -hmm. to take a breath. Don't like, you know, fuck you. Fuck you telling me that. And Exactly. That, that, that The powers that be managed to make it so that that is seen to be a negative thing in the same way as there's many would say, you know, that they they didn't invent the term, by the way, the CIA and all that of uh, conspiracy theorists. L lots of people falsely say they invented it to, to give it that label of you're a nutter or something. They didn't invent it. It had been used previously. But what they did do was publicise uh, and promote it and make it be that conditioned response that if someone gets labelled as a conspiracy theorist, that they're a nut job. Now, the truth is that there are a lot of nut jobs in the conspiracy theory world. There are. But some of those nut jobs will be state actors, i.e. people that the government themselves have seeded into that community to put in nut job narratives to therefore undermine everything else that's coming out. But there will be a percentage of people. In every walk of life, there's a percentage of people that are, are wrong or, or a bit mad. And you know what? That's why you've got to always don't follow the so-called authority figure or the so-called expert in any area. 
yes, take guidance, but get guidance from various different sources, compare them, the credibility, and then also see what feels right, what resonates as being true based on all the available evidence, you know? Yeah, like doctors uh, as well, you know, like don't don't just take whatever a doctor says right off the bat. You know, there's always there's other doctors and not every doctor just because they're a doctor is has one has your best interest uh, at heart or also may not may have just been really good at getting good marks in in their schooling and just is knows how to doesn't understand why things are they are the way they are but just knows how to do everything very well by the book and or just was expert in a certain area and if you were unfortunate enough to have a certain illness that fell into their major area of interest and expertise you would be fortunate enough that you found the person who knew so much about it that things would be easy for you but it could just be that the thing that is currently an issue for you they know a bit about but they've not gone majorly into it because it wasn't the thing that interested them the most. That's why there are specialists in certain fields as well. Um, but, you know, and, and things move along. You know, a few decades ago, the area of what is known as noetic medicine, N-O-E-T-I-C, basically medicine of the mind, the mind over body, was... Very much a fringe thing, considered to be complementary alternative medicine. However, more and more um, noetic medicine is being accepted and not just accepted in many areas, but also recommended for uh, a lot of things by the so-called conventional medical arena. So in England, the NHS, for example, will now prescribe hypnotherapy. It's been shown to be highly effective for helping people with irritable bowel syndrome. And the reason for that is irritable bowel syndrome, for example, is exasperated and can be made worse through stress and being stuck in that uh, parasympathetic, um, sorry, sympathetic nervous system fight, flight, stress thing. And that hypnotherapy can help your mind and body to move more towards the relaxation response. Uh, and therefore, that has a positive impact on irritable bowel syndrome without the need for chemical drugs. Um, so more and more things, are, uh, uh, you know, over the years, people are looking at things differently. A great example is, um, I'm just having a brain fart moment. Um Dr. Bruce Lipton, the author of The Biology of Belief, who is one of the leading names in the field of epigenetics, uh, which basically means a bunch of... Long story short, go and have a look at his work. He's immensely respected. And he was saying, shouting from the rooftops uh, decades ago, the fact that the mind focused correctly can cause genuine cellular genetic change in the body. Now, there were hypnotists, and prior to that, mesmerists, um, suggestive therapeutic practitioners, who for years mooted that they believed that if you had an imbalance, or if you were stressed, too much stress could lead, for example, to 
the body being triggered into making you more likely to, if you were predisposed to it, to end up with cancer or other um, physical uh, diseases. And at the time, people poo-pooed, that's nonsense, that's nonsense. Then years down the line, you'd get a lot of medical GPs going, actually, no, and, and scientists going, stress, they did admit that stress can make things worse and amplify. Now, they didn't say it could be the initial cause, but they did say it could amplify it. We're now at a stage where, thanks to the work of people like Dr. Bruce Lipton, that a lot more conventional medical doctors uh, and stuff Except the fact that, you know, there could be a lot in this as being the trigger of it. Yeah, you've still got to have that underlying thing, uh, the genetic, but genetic and cellular change can take place through focused thought and mind power, which is a really quick overview of the kind of work that Dr. Bruce Lipton does. But the biology of belief is one book that I think, you know, not every human being uh, benefit from reading, but um, certainly if you work in the psychological talking therapies or holistic health or well, any area of medicine, I believe that it's something that people should definitely look into because this might, when you see things Coming up again throughout history in different contexts, you have to go, why is that? Is it because either A, it's something that they're trying to brainwash you and condition you to believe because a lie repeated enough eventually becomes the perceived truth? Or is it because they're trying to hide something? That's why it appears in different whilst being apparently truthful at the same time. So if ever, anyone was ever to confront them, they could go, no, we weren't hiding it from you. It's there, it's there, it's there, it's there, it's there. It's not. But they never openly said, put all these things together. So, for example, I don't believe in any uh, imaginary magic man or God. Thank God I'm an atheist. What I do believe is that it's almost there's elements of the Bible that are in code. So they're telling the truth without telling the truth fully. So, for example, there's phrases in the Bible like, the first must come last and the last must come first. Okay, well, we have the conscious mind, then we have the critical analytical uh, area or executive function, some other people refer it to, and then the unconscious mind, or at least that's the construct. There's no real proof, actually, of any of these, but this construct is one that seems to work quite well. Okay. So on that basis, given that all available evidence and experiences seems to indicate that we are unlike computers and the unconscious subconscious mind makes us do things even if our conscious mind is going, don't smoke, don't smoke, if you're a smoker. If you've not dealt with the program running in the computer of the unconscious mind, eventually you end up giving in and having a cigarette. You've got to deal with those underlying triggers and motives. So but you, the first thing is the conscious mind. But that isn't the thing that's truly doing the running. The unconscious, which is the last thing is. So that phrase... The first must come last and the last must come first is a clue that to solve things or control things, you've got to deal with your unconscious, subconscious mind, not just rely fully on the conscious. Um, even the Lord's Prayer, our Father 
who art in heaven. And later on, there's a line that says, on earth it will be done as it is in heaven. Let's imagine that heaven is your mind, your personal laptop computer. Because the way you think, focus and perceive anything and everything in life is the difference between whether you see it as a uh, something to be stressed about and in the fight, flight, panic mode, or whether it's something to be calm, relaxed, happy uh, and comfortable um, about. So it's the difference between hell and heaven. On earth, in other words, in reality, externally, it will be done as it is in heaven. Well, that's just a coded way of saying what the mind of man or woman, the mind of person, can believe perceive, and perceive it can achieve, which comes across in self-help manuals. Um, so they're saying the same things in different ways. All the clues uh, 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 are scattered out there in the world. And then, so, I mean, what, why aren't, with as many people who take the Bible so deeply and. Literally, because then that removes responsibility from themselves, you see, doesn't it? Because if there is a God to pray to and you have to like, then a conscious level that takes some of the self-blame shame guilt regret fear frustration failure anger anguish anxiety resentment regret remorse, all that negative shit away from them because they can absorb that by i'm sorry confession the catholic church how ridiculous what you can do all these things as long as you then go and, go, and then they're kind of the slate's wiped clean what bullshit um but if that person psychologically believes that once the priest has said to them, you know, they go in there all stressed, the priest goes, you're now cleansed, my child, say 20 Hail Marys or whatever. And they walk away. If that person believes that, they will end up forgiving themselves, accepting themselves, releasing any uh, or reframing and reprogramming themselves in a manner where they then believe that they're OK to continue in a relaxed manner and not dwell walking around with all that baggage uh, metaphoric bar baggage on their shoulders, which is what so many people do. So what's really happened is almost the same as what a good hypnotherapist or other therapist of a different title will do, which is to help the client to let go of all their self-blame, shame, guilt, regret, and all that negative shit that's been holding them back and let them move into the calm, relaxed, feel-good state where... They've helped to heal their inner child and overcome those different little mini traumas of life that have been holding them back. Where their sense, well, not just their sense, but their their, their elements of self-confidence, self-image, self-esteem and self-control have been balanced out and increased. So that in turn, their self-love, their self-respect, their self-worth and their positive selfishness, their ability to look after themselves, to then be of service to others, is heightened and balanced out. So in turn, their self-identity is repaired. And that gap that they felt they had before caused by self-blame, shame, guilt or regret, that some go and fill that gap through deflecting blame and responsibility from themselves by going to religion. Some do it by going and 
working out becoming gym junkies uh some go working in charity and i'm not saying going and helping charities or going to the gym is a bad thing but everything should be in moderation uh but what they haven't done is dealt with filling that gap with repairing themselves so they're balanced and a whole happy calm relaxed the majority of the time because we all get unexpected glitches uh individual and that's what the key the key thing is um and yet you can get almost to that feeling through following a religion or following a, a regime uh, but that leaves the person dependent on that religion or that cult or that um self-help system so for example alcoholics have alcoholics anonymous now the first thing they do when they go in is to sit down and go hi my name's whatever not very fucking anonymous is it but aside from that any 12 or 13 step program, um, it's 12 steps, but I'd said piss saying 13, um, program is about making you dependent because you're always programmed to say, I'm in recovery. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. When I deal, no, that means you're not recovered. So you're, you're, you're programming your laptop computer. It's no wonder people keep relapsing at some point. It keeps them dependent on that system. Whereas blatant plug alerts in things like my book, Shit Gnosis, helping you get over the shit in your life and get your shit together, incorporating the fuck that system, fully unconscious conditioning, knowledge therapy, honoring absolute transformation. I give people the tools so that they can be dependent on one thing and one person only themselves and more importantly that they become dependent happy and reliant on the best possible version of themselves a them a you that is confident calm relaxed and happy the vast majority of the time obviously there's going to be moments where something unexpected occurs and you've got to do that stepping back breathing deeply or, or, or other techniques that are taught in the book. Of course, life has an expected thing, but you'll be able to move on and overcome them far more easily when you feel calm, relaxed and confident. When you have got heightened levels of self-confidence, self-image, self-esteem, self-control, and the next level of the pyramid, you know, self-love, self-worth, self-respect, positive selfishness. In other words, when your self-identity I'm doing the pyramid almost like that purposely. I'm pointing towards the mind, meaning the personal laptop computer. The negative programs have been deleted and using, and actually it, it, it's um, it's actually in here. Um, one of the chapters in, in this book, which I'm just trying to find, is I talk about it as being deleting the negative shit from your unconscious, subconscious mind, personal laptop computer, and installing a metaphoric antivirus software for the brain. You do it on a computer, so why wouldn't you do it on yourself to, to stop negative shit going in and to stop the positive stuff getting messed over or... um. Ah, there we go. One of the chapters is the Mind Bleach Mental Antivirus. Um, buried and layered emotions and energies, altered, accepted and cleansed healthily, which spells bleach. Kills 100% of all known negative mind germs. 
And things like, I mean, there's another chapter in there called Scat, because it's got the shit theme, but it stands for subconsciously charged analytical tapping or analytical tapping. And it's a meridian tapping system, one of the simplest but most powerful versions of it on the planet. But ultimately, the, re- the reason it works is because it just interrupts your conscious thought pattern and helps you focus and see the bigger picture of the things that you've previously been missing so that you can move from that sympathetic nervous system, stress, fight, flight, freeze area more towards the relaxation response in the um, sympathetic nervous system where you're in control. And so what, I mean, why uh, with the pattern interrupt is just so strong, but I mean, with just as well as that can work for you, it can easily, just as easily work against you, like, you know, yeah. with uh, going back to the, the MK Ultra um, or anything of that nature. I mean, just that. That's why you've always got to, that's why you need to condition yourself to take a step back. And rather, even if your gut's going, this is the way to respond, wait, because that is the way we're programmed genetically because of the fight, flight, freeze. It, it's survival instinct. But we, it's unlikely that you're being confronted by a, you know, a stray tiger. Um, now, if you were, then yeah. Follow your gut and it says run like the fucking clappers. Uh, or if there's something, if there's a gun nearby, pick it up and shoot the fucking down. Obviously, that would be a totally different thing. But generally speaking, in everyday life as it is now, we don't have, it's not a total life or death situation, but the body reacts in that way. So you need to do what I said before. You need to, before you respond, take a step back, take a few breaths, gently in and out. And that will give you some clarity to see the bigger picture because one of the things that people are taught who want to influence um, or persuade people and they may have a negative intent is, as you say, to interrupt somebody's natural pattern of thinking. And if they can do that in a manner that causes instant panic or confusion, it's easier then to, because the person goes into a state of panic, confusion, sensory overload, if you then, as the perceived authority figure, give them the solution to stop feeling stressed and panicked so that they can feel as though they're going into an area of safety, in truth, you might not have taken them in, guided them into an area of safety. You might have taken them into the lion's den. So, you know, if you walked up to um, somebody in a police uniform or a military uniform, apparently with a gun, a, a busy place, and you went up to somebody and said, sir, don't want to panic, you don't look around, but you need to get out of this building now. I'll explain everything once we're outside. Your life's at risk. Because we've been conditioned that the person in the uniform, especially that looks like public, is there to serve and protect. The highly likely majority of people would panic, what the fuck's going on? I mean, I've got to follow the police officer. Okay? But what's to say that that isn't just somebody who's there to abduct you for whatever reason is to just get you outside yeah, and i mean how many different uh social experiments have been done where they show somebody in a uniform or some sort of authority figure just being able to do 
God knows what to anyone just by them, you know, how they perceive themselves to be and are presenting themselves to be. And you, you never, you never know, you never know who it is or, you know, what they're in psychology. It's called the halo effect or the white coat effect. Uh, essentially the idea that if you've got a white coat on and you look like a preconceived idea of a doctor in a hospital, that what you say must go, but in truth, you might just be a nutter, and this has happened in the past. People have ended up in prison when they finally got You might just be a nutter who wandered in off the street with a white coat on to start interfering with patients. Um, you know. Who's going to question it? Uh, who's going to step back? And uh... So you need to question things more in life is one of the things. It's not a case of becoming paranoid. It's a case of taking that feeling and going, it's my gut instinct. Do I feel that this is right? If you feel that something isn't quite right, Hey, if it's genuinely, for example, you know, you get a phone call, people get ripped off on the phone, people pretending to be banks or, or whatever, you know, because, and, and then when interviewed, they might say, you know, well, the person was getting angry, they said if I didn't deal with it there and then on the phone, that I could be ripped off for X amount of money or that the money I've been ripped off, I wouldn't get refunded and this, 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 that, the other. If this was genuinely your bank, right, you would be able to say to them, sorry, I don't know for definite whether this is your number. And they'd probably said to you, well, look on your phone, you'll see that number's the one that's on your bank card. Well, you know what? Scamsters have found a way to make that happen so it looks like they're ringing from your bank card, right? Yeah. Far better to go, I'm going to hang up now. I'm going to ring the bank. They will but be through to you at the fraud department if this is real. And you hang up. And you do not ring the number you just you told them about. You ring them back and you get them to butt you through. So you know for a fact you were definitely ringing the bank. Yep. You get them to butt you. If there is any fraud on it, they're going to know. They're going to be able to see it. It's going to be flagged. And you'll end up back and the person will not be angry with you if it's genuinely yeah, if people start getting angry, it's because they're trying to keep you in that confused, disorientated panic state, so you're easier to guide to do things in this example, easier to then get information out of that means they can clear out your bank account. Think, take a step back. If need be, go, you know what? Take control, reverse the situation. Because when something's genuine, the other person, the other party, will not they might be a bit. Oh, this is wasting a bit of time. But they're not. They're not. They're not going to be aggrieved long term. Right. And so, I think that's good. Just it's always it's okay to step back and uh, you know some sort. It's of more than okay. Back. It's what you should do because that way, then the pattern interrupt can suddenly lose its power. Uh yeah. And so, uh, I think that's a good place place to end it here and uh we'll have to have you come back again hopefully more soon than uh every, you know cool. on, happy on, world hypnotism day 4th of january yeah. 2024 everyone and yeah it is a blatant plug but shit nurses helping you get over the shit in your life and get your shit together and the reason i use that is not just as a title it's not just because it's well it sticks in your mind bloody hell but it's true. People talk in metaphors about, you know, 
oh, I've gone through some right heavy shit. Or, you know, oh, what that guy was claiming. Something doesn't smell right. You know, It's a lot of natural metaphors we use in life without necessarily being fully aware of it. And so it helps get you used to the idea of all the clues you need are around you. I mean, ironically, in the Bible, there's a phrase that says his divine power gave us everything we need for life. When you remove that from religion, you look at it, it means that around us, within us, is all the tools, strategies uh, and internal strength and abilities that we need to equal the greatest achievements of life's greatest achievers. Now, this does not mean, despite the world of neurolinguistic programming having this wonderful bullshit philosophy that possible in the world, possible for me or possible in the world, possible for you. Bullshit. There are some things that some people on this planet achieve because they are a genetic freak of nature in a positive fashion that means they can run faster than anyone else. It does not mean that you or I can do it because they've done it. We might be able to with enough training, but no, there has to be some rational common sense applied. But if it's something that the vast majority of people who've achieved it, even they turn around saying their autobiographies, you know, you Richard Branson, the rich people in the world, they go, you know what? Started with next to nothing or nothing. I was focused. Yes, I've had failures as well, but it was about believing in myself uh, and pushing through stuff and always remaining focused. And when you dig deep, in these things, it's about the person having a good sense of self, self-identity, feeling whole, being committed to their mission and their values and their beliefs, balancing. Um, it's about them enjoying, truly enjoying what they do so that they're almost not even working. So although in truth, they're doing more hours work than someone who'd be getting paid to do a job is, they don't see it as work. They see it as a, a, a mission Um something to aim at in life the fact that this then ends up making them rich or helping them employ tons of people the vast majority of people with good honest intent in the world that achieve things is because they focused on being the best possible them taking that step back reprogramming their laptop computer to let go of all that self-blame shame guilt regret and shit of the past which is what shit gnosis is all about it's about deleting the negative installing the positive um, but yeah, what clouds the issue and why some people don't realize they need to do that for themselves or get bought off from it is because the small percentage of people, which unfortunately includes a lot of the people in apparent authority positions, governments, blah, 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 do not have our best interest at heart. They have agendas for themselves. Because of that, they focus on keeping us in that disorientated, confused, imbalanced position that stops us from getting feeling truly whole and that's key number one i mean it takes a lot longer to explain in here and with the videos that you get access to interactive videos thanks to uh these bad boys qr codes that you can scan and take you to virtual online treatment and example sessions and whatnot but you do have within you the grass isn't greener you know the powers that be and the world around us Things like social media is used as one of the psychological imbalance tools is that it's people naturally are conditioned to show the apparent best 
picture of their life. You do get people occasionally putting negatives on, but if they do, the algorithms might not show you that. They want you to see people apparently getting a job promotion, having a great time, and as much positive stuff from the other people as possible, so that you aspire to that, so that you aspire to look as good as their photoshopped or app um, paintbrushed photo. So you end up buying more of this company's cosmetics that happen to show up in the same timeline, going that your skin could be clearer or, or, or whatever. Everything's geared to get you to be a consumer and spend more money and buy things. They make you feel like you need things. Well, that you want them, that you need them. No, in truth, you're conditioned to want them, but you don't really need them. Um, the grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass on your side of the fence, metaphorically, can be greener, stronger, taller and more positive than over here. If you spend more time watering and feeding positively the seeds that you put into your necktop computer. In other words, you've got to be selfish to be selfless. You've got to spend some more time on becoming the best possible you. I think that's a great place to end it there. Uh, thank you so much for being on. Uh, thank you, Rusty. It's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, yeah. We'll have you back in uh, sometime in April and sure. do the three-month thing that I like doing here. So, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your your day here, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon then, all right? Thank you very much. And uh, anyone got any questions, contact me on uh, my name, Jonathan Royal. Uh, but by birth, I'm Alex William Smith. So if you want to find me, most social media channels, it's at Royal, R-O-Y-L-E, Hypnotist is the tag or handle, I think they call it. Uh, but on Facebook, yes, I do have a Jonathan Royal page, but it's easier if you look for Alex William Smith. And then in brackets, Jonathan Royal, because that's my personal profile and I answer messages quicker. All right. Yeah, I'll put that uh, in the links for everyone to, or in the notes for everyone to find it with the link to make it easy. And uh, yeah, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. All right. Cheers. All right. This. All right. I cut him off because fuck, I hit that too quickly. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yes, I like having him on. Sometimes I'm on more often than once a year. So, um, yeah. Maybe any more hypnotists on too. Cause fuck, like that's what that's what a lot of this show is. So you guys check out uh, Jonathan Royal, uh, aka Alex William Smith. So look him up, find him, uh, check out Shitnosis. Like it sounds like something Jim Leahy came up with, but it's not. So. Yeah, it's a it's good good reading. So thank you everyone for being here on the Rusty Diamond Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and that is the show, man. Boom. It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker.
Rusty Diamond Motherfucker.